0: It just seems weird that OSHA's tip would say we're going to protect young workers, as opposed to.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, they they don't care about old people, right? (laughs) It's only only young people, only children under under the age of (laughs) fifteen.
0: Anyway, I think the emphasis is that there are kid people working under the age of eighteen in the U.S. Probably not full time, but they might not be as aware that they have protections. So tip, they do have protections. They have an outlet. If you are a young person or if you know young people and they think they're being mistreated, there's a way to get some help. Tip from 1119, tip number 227. Employers are required to keep young workers safe. Kind of the same thing as what I just said. From the 18th, tip 226. Maintain physical distance when clocking in or out during breaks. So, remember, these are COVID tips of the day. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, so like what I end up having people do is people just don't clock in or out, right? They just show up to work. They might clock in, but they never clock out.
0: Are they supposed to clock in and clock out? Or are they just. Yeah, like, I mean,
1: they're supposed to clock in and clock out. So, <clears throat> but you end up. They just
0: write in the timesheet though.
1: Like yeah, they have, like, a punch clock, right? So they'll punch in.
0: you still have a punch clock, like, a physical punch card thing?
1: It's a digital punch clock. So they have, like, their worker ID, and they, like, swipe in. All right. Yeah. So people, you know, oh, I, I, I forgot to punch out for lunch, right? Or, oh, I forgot to punch out at the end of the day.
0: I mean, yeah, so that seems normal. Physical, yeah, maintain physical distance. I mean, it's COVID. Everybody, like, you know, I was just talking to Marissa about this today. We could end COVID if everybody would just, for two weeks, practice very good uh, precautions around wearing masks, social distancing, not getting together with people outside of their immediate family. Like, if everyone did that, this would be gone in, like, two weeks. Right? Well, yeah. I, I don't know about that. It Dude. would be, for the most part, be gone. I like I've been very safe. I'm not sick. My son's not safe. Like, we don't interact with anybody. I've been doing this crap since February. It's frustrating. I go out and I see other people. Like, there are bounce house parties up and down our block for Halloween. And, of course, the spike was, like, two to three. The, the recent huge spike is two to three weeks after Halloween weekend. Um, And we got freaking bounce house parties going on all over our development. In Texas, the Houston area is one of the places spiking. I mean, lots of places are spiking.
1: My well, point I mean, is... Maybe the CDC should be looking at that, right? Like, if they look at, like, bounce house rentals in the area, like, they can dial in to people... Like, if they see, like, an increase in bounce house rentals, right, then they know that they would have to quarantine that area around all these bounce houses.
0: Yeah, or if you're going to rent one, you have to quarantine for two weeks before you actually get it.
1: Or you equip the bounce houses with, like, the mass that you have on planes when they drop down. So there's mass in the top of the bounce house that comes down and people bounce in the bounce house when they, they put the mat, like the airplane mask on their face.
0: That seems like a good idea. Or just sprays them with disinfectant
1: or, yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, Texas probably has all the answers.
0: They do. They just are hiding them from everyone. Uh, Let's see. Um, Tip. 224 from the 16th. Train workers to use, wear, store, dispose of PPE. That's nothing special. And then the last one of the week is from the 15th. 220, tip 223. Clean tools shared by meat packers and processors. I know, of course, the meat packing industry was like, they were, they were in the news at least. Because... COVID hit them very hard. They, uh, I don't think, obviously, they weren't very well prepared and they didn't um, stop their operation and people got sick and they're working in close proximity without any barriers of social distancing or masks and they all got sick. I mean, there's plenty of stories in the news about that.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, don't think that anybody in the U.S. would change their consumption of meat to... Help them mitigate having to pack workers in a warehouse like they're being packed with the animals. You know, go vegan, right, Bart? <laughs> Another one. so home, much safer
0: and healthier. Right? Yeah.
1: You feel bad for the meat packers. Go vegan.
0: It's a lot easier to farm vegetables, and it's safer and easier. You're outside. It's hot, you're already masked up because you're just covered so you don't get burned up by the sun. So those are the tips. Like you can sign up for those tips from OSHA. I don't I don't love them, but I guess that they have some good they, they raise some good topics to discuss. Um so the next article I have, and actually so this next article is about OSHA and their enforcement with coronavirus uh, happening. And then after this one, there's another one that, that kind of dissects how well OSHA has been performing. Um, again, so these articles, some of these articles are long. So if you want to get the full details, please visit our, um, our site and read the, the, the full article at the links that we provide. Uh, but we just want to give you kind of a, a heads up of what's happening. So this week, um, on the 20th, the Department of Labor, which OSHA is a part of, announced that they had uh, assessed $3,148,452 in coronavirus violations. Um, And those were all issued to um, 232 different companies, or issued 232 different citations, which is probably about the same number of companies, right? And so, uh, yeah, that sounds like a lot. OSHA is working to protect us.
1: Yeah, but so that I mean, that seems like a lot of money, right? But there was another article I saw recently that like one of you know I, again the the meat packers was fined I think like forty thousand dollars or so for um you know quote unquote you know having their employees working too closely together and not having you know sufficient mitigating efforts to you know prevent people from getting or contracting the coronavirus but it amounts to like ten dollars an employee which doesn't yeah because it's a billion dollars
0: if you're talking about the article that we have on our list, it's a billion dollar, uh, company, billions, thousands of dollars of fines is doing nothing. And that's a point I would make, like divide what the 3.1 million by 232 citations. And you get about 13.5, $13,500 per, per citation.
1: Yeah. Which is
0: companies is not enough to make them care, right? Um, But just so we know, what OSHA is citing when they go to these places, and they're going to places based on random inspections, which are not as frequent as they used to be. And they're also going there based on complaints that they get from, from workers. And what they're citing folks for are failures to implement written respiratory protection programs, Failures to provide medical evaluation for respirator, respirator fit testing and training on the proper use of respirators and PPE or personal protective equipment. Uh, failure to report an injury, illness, or fatality. Failure to record an injury or, or illness on OSHA record keeping forms, which is also something that OSHA, like there was a way to beat that program up within the last few years that OSHA killed. Uh, they were going to enhance the online reporting for OSHA uh, recordable uh, record keeping and they stopped doing it online. I remember because I was going to start doing it and then they stopped us from doing it and that actually made my life easier, so um, fine. And then complying with the, uh, the general duty clause. and. For anybody who is an experienced DHS professional, we know that that's the clause that OSHA can use to cite you for whatever they think you should have already known, whether there was a law about it or not. And so, in addition to all um, all of the coronavirus inspections, um, they said. So, what they're saying here is the failure to comply with the general duty clause. Um, has already OSHA has already announced citations relating to the coronavirus arising from 203 inspections. In addition to those inspections, the 29 inspections that they list in this particular article uh, resulted in coronavirus-related citations. Um,
1: yeah, which if you, if you look at that list, it, they look like they are all companies in New York. So New York is obviously doing something wrong. (laughs) Is it really? I mean, I think the majority of the companies on that list are New York companies. That's funny.
0: Okay. And when I first
1: looked at that article, I was like, maybe this is just New York City. But it's no, it's all
0: right. I'm looking, it says it's mostly New York and New Jersey right and and then also but okay okay also keep in mind this is just a snippet of this is 29 inspections out of like 200 right maybe it's the top of the list or something i don't know um it's new york new jersey massachusetts has like four on here uh nebraska has one maine has one connecticut alabama but also keep in mind there's there's a longer list
1: Yeah, I mean, what I find interesting is, you know, like OSHA's out there to try and, you know, protect workers in normal times, right? And now we have, you know, the the COVID days or whatever we're going to refer to this as, you know, years down the line. But there's only 2,100 OSHA inspectors in the U.S. right for and that's for 130 million working people so like that like my kids go to daycare right and you know they have like a ratio that they have to keep like at daycare you know you need two adult you know supervising in every four kids or whatever it is. But to me 2100 out of 130 million doesn't seem like a very like good ratio to like protect people. So I'm, I'm, maybe a little pr- problematic. Well un-
0: undoubtedly I mean like Trump the Trump administration made it very clear from day one that they were, uh, prioritizing the, uh, cutting back of regulatory, uh, of regulations, right? For every new regulation, you got to get rid of two. That was like one of his first executive orders. And, um, and so on the regulatory front, like you're not seeing really any new regulatory improvements, Um, none to note. But you, you, there are plenty of examples of, be, of things being cut. So on a, you know, an article from The Intercept on our, uh, October 20th, 2020, the title is How Trump Gutted OSHA and Workplace Safety Rules. So whether you're a Trump supporter or not, there are some pretty... Uh, um, there, are, there are some examples of things where that, that were in the works that got stopped. That would have been helpful, right? And so we're talking about like if you want to, and and of course people, you know, it's a common belief that people see a lot of people see safety as a roadblock, as a as an impediment to the growth of business. Um, same with environmental EPA stuff. And so you know they if, if there is a belief like if you inspect less, enforce less, you're going to let business prosper, and so. You know, Trump has been promoting that type of an idea since he got into office. Since before he got into office, he doesn't want to be regulated. Uh, he doesn't want his uh, supporters to be regulated. And so, um, the uh, this art in this particular article, it says the International Labor Organization re- recommends having one labor inspector for every ten thousand people, and the U.S. now has one for every every eighty three thousand two hundred seven people. Um, Trump has tried to slash the budget. However, Congress has actually never let it uh, get um, get it slashed. Uh, OSHA has been without a senior uh, leader um, for
1: the whole time. He was, he's in office, right? I don't think he ever appointed a director.
0: Yeah, it's been yeah. He's never had one, and it's fallen to the Labor Secretary Eugene Scalia. Um. Uh, who's related to uh, the Supreme Court, the late Supreme Court Justice Antonin Scalia. Sorry, Eugene Scalia. Um, So, yeah, it's, you know, OSHA hasn't been doing, OSHA, OSHA, if you go to the website, will talk about all the efforts they're making to help with COVID and getting people back to work safely. But, you know, you can only do so much. You could be an ocean inspector with lots of good intentions, but if you don't, if the team isn't big enough, you can't cover enough ground. You can't really protect the U.S. workforce. And I, so, I, I think you, for everyone who's listening, I would just make sure that you understand the facts about um, what type of imp- what what level of impact we're actually having uh, during this pandemic. Um. OSHA might say that they're levying lots of, of, of penalties. You know, fine. It sounds like a lot, but really when you break it down, it's not that much compared to the type of uh, economy that we have. So,
1: Yeah, and I, I think OSHA after <clears throat> like the SARS virus, uh, which was, you know, another airborne virus was looking to um, put in place some guidance on how to properly protect workers from an airborne virus, and they had been working on a, a plan, and we're gonna like roll out like a proposed uh, plan for you know how to properly prevent um, airborne viruses from being transmitted. But yeah, it's when, called the airborne um, standard, right? Yeah, the airborne standard, um, but. You know, before that ever really got, like, put out there, you know, Trump, this was, like, early on when when uh, President Trump was, uh, like, first elected. They just kind of, like, scratched it because I, I didn't think that they, I don't think they thought that they had any faith that he was going to, uh, like, back any sort of, like, additional regulation, you know, seeing that he hasn't even you know, shown that he takes OSHA seriously because he's, you know, he's got the ship out there without a captain, essentially.
0: You know, it's unfortunate about this. This is something that had been in the works for about four years already. It started in 2012. And this particular act, had it been executed, would have required uh, healthcare facilities to stockpile the necessary PPE to prepare themselves for a pandemic. This is the exact problem that we're in. Lack of PPE, masks would be central to those preparations, um, making sure that you just you were you were ready to protect your workers in case a, a, a pandemic were to occur. And here we are, four years later, in the middle of a, the worst pandemic in the last hundred years. You know, I, and I don't, I, I honestly, hearing, I, you know, I'm a safety person. I didn't know that this was something that was in the works right um and i'm a safety person so hopefully
1: yeah i mean it's it's one of those things that like looking back on it you're like oh man we almost had it right like you know i'm not saying that this would have like addressed every issue and would have prevented you know this virus from like really escalating but you know if it if it saved 10% of the people to, you know an additional t- there were 10% less deaths you know it seems marginal but you know I, I i think that's worthwhile and we we should have done the legwork to to get something like that out there so and th- i mean that's the other thing you know there you have all the, the governors of each state right there's no, like, government, like, presence that's saying, you know, these are the steps that we need to take, and, you know, this is how, this is what we have to do to, you know, properly combat the virus, and we all need to do it, right? So you have um, Massachusetts and Maine and New Hampshire, and, you know, the states in the northeast are kind of You know, working well together, basically like cornering off like the northeast corner of the U.S. and saying, well, if you're not from this area, because we know you're sure shit not, you know, washing your hands or wearing a mask or maintaining social distancing, right, it's different state to state. So it makes it like really difficult to have like a a nationwide um, effort to like really hold the virus at bay when we're all doing something different. Yeah, I mean, it's
0: like we have states, but we don't have, like, borders that are controlled. Like, people move around. Like, I, I know in Massachusetts, especially, a lot of people that work in the city in Boston live in New Hampshire, right? Like, I, it's uh, it, it's weird. Like, and you get, and it creates confusion. Like, I was at the playground. Talking to a guy who was an elevator repair guy. Um, and he was it was obvious he was immediately skeptical about any COVID wearing masks stuff. I mean, I'm in rural Texas, so I would kind of expect that. So I'm sitting there with a mask. Bradford's got a mask. This guy doesn't, his daughter doesn't. We're like keeping our distance. And this is a few months ago. And I would have to admit that like how I'm reacting to it when I go. Out. I used to let Bradford play with kids a little bit more, and I think the, the more the time goes on, the more restrictive I've become. Especially as as things have gotten worse. Um, but uh, my stance is hardened versus um, not like I I am experiencing pandemic fatigue, but it's not the fact that Marissa's you know seven plus months pregnant. The last thing we want is for her to get sick to make that pregnancy even so we're my stance is hardening I go out and I used to let Bradford play with kids I don't, I don't anymore but my point is that this guy um you know, he was like he, he was telling me stuff like I wear a mask when I you know when I have to when I go out and he was like but it's frustrating. like but I'm not like a super smart guy because I told him oh my wife's a doctor at the clinical microbiology lab at UTMB And he's like, well, I know that I'm probably not as smart as her, but so like all this stuff confuses me. I hear the news and I, it confuses me. And
1: yeah, Yeah, he's like,
0: I don't get the numbers and all the numbers and flying around.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it, it needs to be more simple and straightforward. Like wear a mask, right? Like don't, don't wear the mask. Only cover in your mouth, right? Don't cut you know, a glory hole in the mask so you can, you know, when you go out to the bar, like, you can drink a beer, having the mask up here, that defeats the purpose, right? No glory. Need a, no glory hole needed. Um, yeah, it's... It's concerning that, like, even a simple thing, like, just wear a mask is, like, so such a hard thing to say and such a hard thing for people well, to do. And he wasn't... And, like,
0: this guy wasn't... I don't know if he was changing his tune because he knew that I was... I was... Like, I was... I, I knew what I was talking about. But he was talking about, like, hypocritical situations. Like, he went to a a first aid CPR training. And the woman there was, like, overemphasizing the importance of masks and he's like I was wearing my mask granted it was like below my nose I was walking down the hall but there's people around me not wearing masks at all and I get into the classroom and the teacher's in there and she's not wearing a mask and the first thing she does is show us a video about how important it is to wear masks and um and reprimand us where he she pointed out how I was wearing my mask the wrong way and she's not even wearing one and (laughs) I was like, yeah, that sounds freaking ridiculous.
1: Yeah, about about right?
0: I don't know what to Why say. Yeah. That's it, man. It, it's hard because you got like in the OSHA world, like in our world, people that have to wear masks are trained on how to wear masks. Like it is it's part of an operating procedure. Like there's no wiggle room for how you would do it. You wear this type of mask in this type of situation. You have to be fit tested and medically cleared. Like there's a very strict protocol for it. Now we have this mask wearing um, program trying to be put out to like every person in the whole world. And there's not enough correct type of masks. And, And the messages before this pandemic happened were, you know, Uh, anything less than an N95 is not worth wearing because in the OSHA world that is what you say like we can't certify you to be protected to wear less than an N95 right like there's a standard that tells us cloth masks aren't rated so I can't tell you you're protected when you wear a cloth mask because you can't fit it to your face there's no standard way to manufacture them and bacteria go through fabric. I mean, it's like normal fabric. So, so it's, but, but the difference is now is not the, the wearing of masks that people talk about related to COVID aren't about protecting yourself. It's more about protecting everyone. And, and because of the fact that there's so many asymptomatic people, if, if you are asymptomatic and you're not wearing a mask you're going to infect other people and if people are just wearing cloth masks those masks aren't rated and they're not going to protect them very well so it's so but if you're sick and you're wearing a cloth mask the likelihood that you're going to expel particles out from your face so that other people can inhale them and get sick is much less if you're wearing something covering your face and it's staying close to your body it makes me so mad i go to the playground I wear a stupid-ass mask. I make my son, who's three, who's very good at wearing masks now. Like, he wears it. He doesn't take it off. Like, it's over his nose and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, It makes me mad to think that we're doing that, protecting other people more than we're protecting ourselves.
1: Uh, I mean, I like, I was thinking about, because my kids, you know, like, my family as a whole is like very diligent about you know observing social distancing and wearing masks. But I just wondered sometimes like, okay, so when they're 15, 16 years old, like are, are they is it just gonna be the norm? Like are people just gonna wear masks like all the time? Or are they gonna look back on this and think, what the hell were we doing? I don't know. I, I like I, I wonder about that. Well, I don't know about you,
0: but I haven't been sick since February, and I have thoroughly enjoyed not being sick. I haven't thoroughly enjoyed this COVID experience, but it sure is nice not being sick. My son hasn't been sick, and Marissa hasn't been sick. Um, If wearing a mask, especially during, like, the winter season or during, like, in areas where you, you would likely get sick from somebody else who may have a cold or something like that if if it's that simple to just keep yourself safe and not sick i'll well, probably do it yeah i mean why not i don't want a cold man when bradford was going to daycare he was sick with something new at least once a month mm-hmm. it was ridiculous and he I mean, had to I think
1: some of that is like necessary like when you're a child to like develop some of those immunities.
0: The argument is that you should challenge your immune system as a younger person because that helps you have a stronger immune system throughout your life. This is
1: we're in a new time
0: for the politics in this country. this is a new
1: era. The end of days Richard but that's why we're doing this podcast. We're doing this podcast to shed some light and and give some people some some happy days and some good things to think about. Um, <laughs> all very Perfect. uplifting topics.
0: Right. So uh, if, you know, I hope you have enjoyed our discussion. Please visit our website, bakida.com, B-A-K-I-D-A. I'm uh, sorry, not .com, .org, .dot org. Episode number one. We will put the articles that we discussed on there. Uh, feel free to read them, ask us questions, respond to us, join our mailing list. We would love to hear from you. Uh, if you wanna hear about something in particular in the news, we're gonna to try to do this once a week so you can uh, get something new to talk about at work if you need something new or just kind of keep up on current events. Um, so hopefully hopefully, we can succeed in, in continuing to generate this flow of information
1: for you yep, all right damien this is going to be fun all right going to be fun we'll enjoy you know getting to uh to talk to you guys each week
0: right on so thank you very much and stay tuned for more